chapter 17, starting at verse 11. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus travelled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise and go, your faith has made you well. Thanks, Bird. Ten lepers were healed, and only one said thank you. We're looking at that word tonight, the word thanks. It's such a, a small word, isn't it? Just six letters. And yet, if you're like me, it's a word that we too often forget to say. It's the word that we often take for granted. It's the word that is too seldom heard, not, not just in church, but in your life in general. Just the word thank you. Thank you. I want to spend a few moments tonight just thinking about that one word, thanks, being thankful. That's our topic. Not, not grumbling, not complaining, not whinging, but just being thankful. And I know that we go through different seasons of life, so sometimes in life, it's very easy to be thankful. And it's easy to stand here in church and sing songs like, Jesus, thank you, thank you for your kindness. And it's just easy because we are deeply thankful to God. But there are different seasons in life where it's really hard. And we walk to church and your heart is far from thankful. And you need to be reminded what you've got to be thankful for. See, when I open the Bible, you find that actually God commands you to be thankful. 130 times, 130 times in the Bible, it says, give thanks to God. And here's our verse for tonight. It's on the screen. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. It's one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Give thanks in all circumstances. This is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. He's saying, give thanks to God in the good times and in the bad times. Whatever your situation, whatever your circumstance, you are commanded to give thanks to God. There was a famous author who has this unusual painting on his wall. Here it is. Next slide. There's no picture in there. It's not on it? Okay. There's a picture of a turtle sitting on top of a fence post. A turtle, imagine that, a turtle sitting on top of a fence post. A journalist said, why have you got that painting there? Here's what the author said. He said, every time I write something significant, every time I read my words and think they're really wonderful, every time I begin to feel proud of myself, I look at that turtle on top of the fence post, and I remember that he didn't get there on his own. He had help. He didn't get there on his own. There's nowhere a turtle can get on top of a fence post by himself. Someone must have put him there. And I want to suggest that's actually the best basis for our thankfulness. 
We don't get anywhere on our own. We didn't get here by ourselves. We can't survive by ourselves. We're not saved on our own. Without God, without his daily help, his daily mercies, his daily grace, we're nowhere. and We are nobodies. We need God's help. And that's why we're called to give thanks in all circumstances. Let me unpack that one, one phrase. Give thanks to God in all circumstances. It's an obligation. An obligation, not an option. The second half of the verse, this is God's will for you. God's desire, God's want for you is to be people full of thankfulness. Let me show you from another verse in the Bible. It's Colossians chapter 2. It says this, Just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him. So if, you, if you're a Christian, if you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, make sure you, you stick with Jesus. Continue to live in him, rooted in him, built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thanksgiving or, or thankfulness. And he's saying, if you belong to Jesus, what should mark you out is that you are bursting forth full of praise and gratitude and thankfulness to God. At all times, in all places, with all people. Look at these verses from Psalms. Psalm 18. I will praise you among the nations. When you're walking outside amongst the people who are not part of this church family, they should spot that you're a person full of thankfulness. Psalm 35. I will give you thanks in the great assembly. When you gather with God's people, you should overflow with gratitude to God. And even at home by yourself at midnight... I rise to give you thanks. When you're by yourself, when you're with God's people, when you're amongst the world, you're just full of gratitude. I wonder whether part of our grumbling and part of our complaining comes from the fact that we lift our eyes off God and everything he's given us in Christ and we become so self-absorbed with us and our problems, and we think that we're in control of everything. The thing that, that struck me about this verse is, is actually the, the second phrase, give thanks in all circumstances. Look at it. Give thanks, next slide, in all circumstances. So what should you be, what should you be thanking God for tonight? Let me give you just two things. The Bible calls you to, to thank God for, for the blessings of life. Thank God for all the blessings of life. All the physical benefits that God gives you. Think about your physical benefits. If you're sitting here tonight with health, with safety, with money, with time to rest and time to play and a house and a holiday, you've got things to be thankful for. Listen to these stats. If you've, got a food, if you've got food in your fridge, clothes on your back, a roof overhead, and a place to sleep, you are richer than 75% of the world. If you've got money in your bank or in your wallet, you're in the top 10% wealthy people in the world. If your good health days outweigh your bad health days, you're in the top 25%. If you've never been imprisoned or tortured or abused, you're better off than 500 million people in the world. And if we can walk into church tonight without fear of arrest or death, you're better off than 3 billion people in the world today. 
I just wonder whether we take these very basic things for granted, that there are rights, we think, and we don't actually stop to thank God. There's a story of a man who's eating in a restaurant and he's with his friend and he, he bows his head to give thanks for the meal. And the person he's with said, oh, have you got a headache? He said, oh no, I'm just thanking God for my food. Uh, and his friend said, oh, I never bothered to do that. And this uh, Christian man said, oh, my dog's a bit like that. I put out the food, he comes to the food, he gobbles it up, he never says thank you. And it's amusing, but we're a bit like that. We just take all these daily blessings from God for granted. And we don't stop and say thank you. What about the spiritual blessings of life? Psalm 103, what was the first benefit that the psalmist thanked God for? For the forgiveness of sins. Who forgives all your sins. That's the most extraordinary blessing of life, that, that our God can look at us as wretched sinners and because of Jesus offers forgiveness. And if you've got nothing else in life but to know that you're a forgiven sinner, then you've got something to be thankful for, haven't you? Thank God for the blessings of life. Let me ask you have, you, have you taken time, even today, just to stop and to thank God for the blessings of your life, the physical blessings, the spiritual blessings? Thank God for the blessings of life. But secondly, thank God for the, for the burdens of life. Because that phrase, in all circumstances, that includes trials and tough times and the struggles and the difficulties. You're not just called to, to thank God for pleasant times. You're called to thank God for painful times as well. And if you're there tonight thinking, oh, Paul, that's really impossible. It can't be impossible because God commands you to do it. How can you do it? Let me show you three ways where you can actually thank God for the, for the burdens. Firstly, remember that God is good. Remember that God is good. Psalm 119 verse 68 says, You are good, and what you do is good. Everything God does in our life is good. You may not understand what the good is at this moment, but it is good because there's a good God who stands behind it. Remember God is good. Remember God is sovereign. He's in control. Uh, Romans 8.28 puts us together. You know, we know in all things God works for the good of those who love him. God's in control. He's at work for good. Remember God is good. Remember God is sovereign. And remember God is with you. And that's the third marker post. Psalm 23, even though... I walk through the, the valley of the shadow of death. I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. It's God's presence, God's strength, God's comfort. That's why you can still thank God for the trials of life. God is good, God is sovereign, and God is with you. And many of you know that in June this year, uh, we gave birth to Nathaniel. He was born a couple of months early. Uh, my wife, Rachel, was in the hospital for six weeks in total. Nathaniel there was there for, for a month after he was born in intensive care. And in the midst of that trial, I can honestly say that I was thankful to God. I wasn't thanking God for what we were going through, but in the midst of it, to know that God was good and God was sovereign and God was with us, 
That's what helped us day by day. And believe, if you hold on to those three things, God is good, God is sovereign, God is with you, your friends will notice. And your whole attitude will change. So what are you called to give thanks for? For the blessings of life and for the burdens of life. And that's my prayer for for us as a congregation, that we will give thanks in all circumstances. There's an extraordinary lady called Fanny Crosby who wrote thousands of hymns. Her story is this, that at the, at the age of six weeks, she had a, a, just a normal eye infection. She went to the doctors for a routine eye drop, but the doctor got it wrong, and she was left permanently blind. She was interviewed a few years later, and the interviewer said, what, what's your attitude towards that physician? She said this, I harbor no bitterness. If I could meet him now, I would actually say thank you. Thank you for making me blind. And she went on to explain that her blindness was a gift from God because it helped her appreciate God more and see him more clearly in the midst of her blindness and help her write these amazing songs that just flowed from her pen as her her mind and her imagination just flowed. And it's those kind of people that I say, I want to be like that. I want to be a person which is marked by by gratitude and not by grumbling. And my challenge for us as a church is this. I want us to have 30 days of thankfulness. I'd like to make it 365 days. Let's start with 30. Just once a day. Actually express your gratitude to God and to somebody else. Tell them face-to-face what you're thankful for. Write them a note. Facebook it. Whatever you want to do, just say, what I'm thankful for today is dot, dot, dot. And I do hope that will change our whole demeanors. And we realize we have so much to be thankful for in every circumstance. So let's do that right now. Let's just have half an hour of open thanksgiving.